Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Sex Freaks. Six, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> sexy, sexy freaks, what? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go bigger, better, better, more? Are you ready to level up your life? Are you ready to be awesome? Now is the time. And this is Success Freaks. Welcome, welcome everyone to the number one, it's not me, it's you, comedic motivational show, otherwise known as Success Freaks. Today's working title is episode 273, When People Piss You Off. And today we're coming at you alive from Gastonia, North Carolina and Phoenix, Arizona. In Phoenix, Arizona is the ever mellow. It's Kirsten. I have to laugh because you're like so amused. <laughs> and I'm like, this is great. I'm so excited to hear what funny things he's going to tell me. <laughs> well, uh, I have my own stories and I'm sure you have your stories that when people piss you off. Do you, do you want me to go first? I will absolutely delve into this. Oh, yes. Bring us in. Well, there are always times where, you know, I'm I'm the, hey, be motivational and you should really make sure that you're nice to everybody and kindness first and yada, yada, yada. And then I drive on the interstate in rush hour and somebody will cut me off or something will happen or I'll get attitude from somebody and it just is so, I call it knee jerky because I become the jerk, <laughs> you know, knee jerky. And, and there was one time where... I remember this guy, and it was, it was I forget what state we were in, but it wasn't Florida. And the, he's trying to kind of delve in there, and I just kind of, you know, just ignored him. And, and we we're going along the same way, going along the same way, and it was immediately after I felt, you know, remorse. <laughs> it was a douche's remorse for being such a douche. And he kind of rolls down his window and looks at me, and I'm like, roll down, man. I'm like, I'm sorry. He's like, we're even from the same state. I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. Because it was that's just awkward. It was, oh, it was awkward. Yeah. But that's the thing about douchiness. It's it especially like on the internet. It's a thing that so many people do because they know there's no repercussion for it. And so, like, that's why that is so, that encounter is so awkward because, like, you did something a little bit jerky and then, like, you had to, like, apologize for it. Because, like, you know, normally when you cut someone off, you never see him again. You can just drive like a jerk if you want to drive like a jerk. And, oh, gosh, that gives me, like, the, I hate that. (laughs) I have two other stories. One, I believe I've told recently, so I'm not going to tell it. But uh, I may not have told this one. I may have. It was, it was in 2001. (laughs) Uh September 11th or 12th and there were no planes in the sky because the you know 9-11 had just happened and uh, everybody was was not sure what was going to go on with the with the the gas and everything like this and this guy looks like he's I'm I'm turning off so I can go into the gas station this guy is because we're all like we need to put gas in because you never know what's going to happen nothing happened the gas some prices went up and then the government stepped in and goes you're you're being you're being not a good person, lower your gas price. 
Anyways, so he's trying to get in, trying to get in. And he looks at me, and he points, and there's a road right there. He's just trying to get through. And I was like, oh, do the little wave. Like, uh, yeah, I'm that guy. Sorry. And, you know, all he wanted to do was get through. He didn't want to cut me off. Or, and even if he had, who cares? You know, I mean, it's not that big a deal. Really, I mean, is it going to detain me from getting to where I need to go? Well, I'll show them. They're just trying to mm, take advantage of my you know, my road driving ability and <laughs> niceness. And no, no, they're not. They're just trying to get to where they're going. And lately, I've been for me lately, I've been like when in, started in Minnesota, listening to a lot of uh, Abraham Hicks Hicks stuff in the car. And so whenever I hit rush hour, it got to a point where I was like, I don't care. I'm I'm here. I'm fine. I'm listening. Rush hour is not a big deal for me. And it wasn't. What was weird about it, too, is when I, when I adopted that attitude, not only was the, the congestion, the road congestion, not a big deal, but often I would find the sweet spots and there would be no road congestion for me. It'd be like, oh, you know, I'm not scared of rush hour. So now I'm like, eh, I'm kind of not scared of rush hour anymore. It's almost the same attitude I get with not with uh, rock star parking. Uh, I'm going to find a spot, probably either really, really soon or really, really close or some combination thereof. So now when I go to rush hour, oh, I'm going to be driving through rush hour. Instead of getting all the clamped, hey, I got to plan this. I got to go early. It's like, no, it's not a big deal. I'm not scared. So. I think the thing that bothers me the most about inconsiderate drivers is just the fact that like, and this is just something that bothers me about people in general is we're all humans. We are all people living on the same planet. You do not have to drive like a jerk just for the sake of driving like a jerk. Like I just, it makes me nuts because of the lack of consideration for your fellow man i think that's just so that's what makes me the craziest i don't care about the fact that they cut me off like because of the act of being cut off and being one car further behind in traffic it's the act it's the fact like they they did it and that's just so disrespectful and like inconsiderate it's just so crummy oh my god so inconsiderate okay well thank you <laughs> no, I, I agree. And, that, and that's the thing. That's the, the, the thing that goes through my brain, too. It's like, oh. and then I do something even douchier, which, which just means. Oh, know. not me. <laughs> no. I, I live in Arizona. People drive with guns. I am not going to out douche the douche. No. So, no. Uh, and, and for those of you who are, are concerned about our language, the word douche is now being used in primetime TV, so therefore it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's on the the show Lucifer, but you know, whatever. Prime time. Anyways, anywho, this whole show <laughs> came about because you were regaling me with a story. Are you going to talk about that story? Yeah, about my neighbor. Yes. Okay. Do you want the story from way earlier in the year when the, with the parking thing, or do you want the current there's, situation? There's, a, there's. A, I, I want to get to the current situation. You can you can lead one into the other, however you wish to do it. Well. Uh, so the first one and the big one, which almost got the police involved, was earlier this year, my apartment complex reassigned everybody their parking spots. And it just wasn't a big deal. They repainted lines and the way that the spots like kind of got reallocated, they just had to reassign everybody. Everybody in the complex got reassigned a new covered parking spot. And so I got moved like three spots closer to my apartment. It really is not a big deal. It's a small complex. And the spot that I moved into... Apparently, the person whose spot it was for all of two months, because they had moved in two months prior, um, was really adamant that they got to keep their spot. And they were like, 
threatening legal action against the complex and the complex had warned me. And so then the day comes and I park there and I come out after the first night of parking there and my car is plastered with copies of their lease. They've posted no parking signs. And then on their little, you know, self printed no parking signs, they also typed the words no exhibitions, you know, like exceptions, except for someone that doesn't have an education. So uh, this is my way, by the way, of like being retaliation, like retaliating to, to someone who's a jerk is making fun of their typos. <laughs> Idiot. That'll learn them. Yeah. I if bet they he feels listen real, to the show. Yeah. I bet he feels real dumb right now. <laughs> so anyway, he posts all those signs. He posts stuff all over my car, like in my windshield wipers and shoved in my windows and about like how that's his spot. And so I come out to my car and he comes right out as soon as the first time I go out. Like he was just sitting there watching my car and he comes out and he's like, hey, uh, hey, that was me. I put that on your car. And I'm like, yeah, uh, are we going to have a problem? And he goes, well, we're not if you keep parking there or or we're not if you don't park there anymore because that's my spot. And I'm like, well, according to my new lease, it's mine. And he's like, well, then I'm going to tow you. And I'm like, that's funny because there's a tow company that's authorized to tow out of this complex. And you've already been blacklisted by the manager because you've already threatened this. And if you have an outside company do this, that's theft of a vehicle. And I like just throw all this legal stuff at him because it's true. Like you can't tow out of a complex that already has a contracted tow company. And then he started like making threats against like me. And like, he's like, then I'll key your car. And I'm like, you keep doing this and I'm going to file a police report. And then I'm going to get an injunction against harassment. Have you served by an officer? And then every time you even look at me, I'm going to have you arrested. So how about you get out of my face, friend? And then he gets right up in my face and starts swearing like his like veins in his forehead are like bulging. And he's just so angry. And I'm not someone who like scream and swear at you in a parking lot. I'm just not. And so as I'm walking away from him and he's just swearing profanities at me, I turn around, I stare at him and I go, toddler. And I just scream the word toddler as loud as I can at him. And I turn like a 180 on my heel and walk away. (laughs) And it felt real good. What was his response to the word toddler? uh, (laughs) Hemming and hawing. It quieted him down. (laughs) He didn't like that. He didn't like being called a toddler. No expeditions. So, <laughs> so then I went to the comp, like the manager and all that stuff, and he uh, pretty much just for like months and months mean mugged me, and now uh, they don't look at me anymore. Him and the other tenant in his apartment. So, uh, I'm he keyed my car a little on accident, but whatever. How you accidentally key somebody's car? Well, because then he would park in the uncovered spot next to mine, which was a huge uncovered spot, like super, super wide. And he would park right on the line with two feet of clearance on the other side. Right. So then when he would get in, he would have no choice but with his work belt to accidentally scratch my car. Did you did you do anything about that? I couldn't prove it was him, so I can't. But it was. We all know it. Right. He gets away with that one, but karma's coming back for it. I know. Yeah, it'll learn them. Expedition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no expeditions. None of them. All right. Well, we will be back after after listening to these stories. We're going to move into uh, something more. We'll be right back. Hunger isn't a faraway problem. One in seven Americans live with hunger. At Islamic Relief USA, we think it's up to the other six to share our food with our neighbors. Islamic Relief USA is packing up food and bringing it to communities in need. As always, it's for anyone of any faith or any background. It's just one of dozens of ways Islamic Relief USA is looking out for our neighbors. To learn more, visit IRUSA.org. Islamic Relief USA, working together for a better world. 
Welcome back to Success Freaks. Six, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I've so, done it. I've been waiting for you to do it. <laughs> no, so I was so, uh, like, to, to Sexy, sexy freaks? What? Yeah. You're like, okay, bring us in. And I'm trying to drink coffee. And so I'm like, okay. And I'm like swallowing it down as quick as I can. I'm like, ah, success. Yeah. Like, I can't. Let me just finish my coffee. I'll try that one more time. <laughs> sure. I'll try sure. once more again. I don't, I don't know why you think that we're going to edit that out. <laughs> Welcome back to Sexy Freaks. <laughs> so, it, when we last, uh, when we last left our intrepid heroes, when last, oh my god, we you were joking. Tre- <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not. <laughs> we're we're gonna, rolling. That is comedy gold. I'm going to leave that in unless it was something really, really dire. Roll so. film. Well, hey, welcome back. Here we are, sexy in here. So. <laughs> Tell us what you were going to tell us, Mordant. <laughs> so we were talking about what other people do and how they are, and they make you get you bent out of shape and how you the various ways that we have reacted to them. Honestly, you can't control other people in those situations. Honestly, people are going to react. They're going to do you can you can front end stuff by not getting into, you know, violent altercations or or putting yourself in a situation with somebody who may be very volatile. But for the most part, once in a while, you're going to run into somebody so it's kind of up to you what you do, how you react, what what you, how you be in a situation mm-hmm. like that. For me, I, like it's almost like a buyer's remorse when I have bought into a certain attitude that I I cop, and it's just I like blah blah blah, and then it's just like, ugh, I'm yeah. the jerk now, and then it's just guilt, and, and I try to work through that. It's like, For well, sure. you know, what am I going to do? But what can you do when people piss you off? Oh wait, 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 that was only story number one. Well, I mean, like the rest of my stories are just less. You have no, extreme. no, no, no. You have the recent story. I know. So my upstairs same, neighbor. Not the same one. A different one. Different neighbor. Yeah, thank God. The upstairs neighbor. Uh, she has lived there for twelve years and has beat her floors into submission from her stomping for I'm guessing twelve years. So not only is she a stomper, but now the floors crack every time she walks. And she walks, oh, I would say probably every 45 to 60 minutes, 24 hours a day. For some reason, she's up all the time. And she wakes me up all the time. And the other day, it was so much worse. I don't know what she was. I think maybe she was practicing for river dance, which, hey, good for you. <laughs> like, pursue your dreams, but like not on my ceiling. Um, and then the neighbor I share a kitchen wall with blares music, video games, and sporting events at levels that I mean, I could hear them louder than when I watch TV in my own room. Like, it's just insane. And I I just get so, like, upset. But I'm, like I said, I'm not a confrontational person as far as, like, going to their place and telling them to knock it off, please. Because I just don't know who's going to answer the door with a gun. And that freaks me out. So that's another reason, like we were saying with remorse. Like with this guy that came out and he was screaming at me. He was in my face. Like when he was swearing, like the spit was flinging. And I was just like, you know what? I could sit and swear back at him. But when I walk away, I'm going to feel so much worse. And there's two people watching this. And so if the police do come, I didn't go to him on. Like I didn't like I didn't react. I didn't stir the pot. I didn't stoke the fire, so to say. Like I just yelled toddler. And it felt really good to just like take what felt like the high road in that situation. Because every time I've ever let myself get riled up by somebody else who was already like amped up 
I afterwards was like, oh, here's all these other witty things I could have said instead that would be so much funnier if I was ever on a motivational podcast in the future. But (laughs) (laughs) if only, oh my God. I know, but now here I am and all I've got is toddler and exhibitions. So, um, (laughs) but no, really, like I, I am just so like, I'm surrounded by inconsiderate people and I feel like apartment living you're either that person like me who is super hyper aware of the fact that we are all packed like sardines in this tiny complex and you're super quiet and respectful which I have always been or you're the person who's like eh, I pay to live here and I'm gonna act the way I want to even though I realize I share a wall on four different sides of me with four different strangers eh, who cares about them and I can't I just that mentality is so frustrating to me but I also can't go scream at them about it because it is their house but they are being jerks but oh uh, oh, so how do i deal with it (laughs) and that's where this came from well when you when you first said when you first said toddler i thought you were going to point some a toddler out like there's a toddler nearby and you're cursing at me but um that you know then that would have been moral high ground look look what you're doing to that toddler. no no i was i was comparing him to a toddler uh, yeah so there's a uh, uh, in searching for in searching for you know what can we do about certain things, there is an article that I found up by what's what's the word oh yeah googling, <laughs> what Whoa. to do when people piss you off, and the article is called "Stay Cool When People Piss You Off: Four Steps to Get Over It." And there's a couple things I agree with. And there's a couple things that I'm like I don't know about that. <laughs> I just uh, so I'm gonna go down the list. The very first thing they say is take a breath. And oddly enough, uh, there's a, a monthly challenge that happens, and of course we're always talking about Habitica. There's a monthly challenge that happens, and this month it is about dealing with your anger. And one of the things they talk about is take a breath. At first, take a breath when you're angry is one of the things that you can do. And then it says, you know, when you're meditating, you do your control your breath, blah, blah, blah. So those are the two things in Habitica. That's your Habitica update for the day. But taking a breath, I mean, literally just for one thing, you're just kind of clearing everything else. You're, 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 you're balancing yourself you're getting you're you're centering yourself so that you're not going to just instantly react because the first thing that happens is you get all you know you get all puffed up you get tense you get into fight or flight mode you start leaning in and it's going to be i'm either going to assault you verbally uh or or physically or intellectually where things will just happen in my mind and and so one of the things that this advises is take a breath take a breath center yourself you know give the whole thing count to 10 before you do something stupid because that is sometimes what we need. And I think that's a, that's a very smart thing for us to do. What do you think about that? What do you think about I, the whole this whole breathing thing? Well, I think breathing's overrated. It's for humans, <laughs> not robots like myself. So, it I I mean like thinking back on that altercation with that guy, if I had <laughs> like I can just imagine him like screaming in my face and I'm just sitting there going <laughs> what? Like, uh, and like you said, I was all puffed up. Like, I my adrenaline started going because I thought this guy was going to come over and sock me in the face. Like, he was just, he's just a piece of trash. And I, like, I really was just ready for whatever he was going to do. I, in that instance, I don't think that would have worked. But like, my neighbor upstairs who (laughs) wakes me all the time and I wake up just in a fit of rage. Um, I mean, in that instance, like, if I'm just trying to calm myself down because I know that I'm not going to go up there and talk to her. Like I'm, I, you know, I can see the validity there. Right. 
So that might that might be a, a valid thing to do. Step two, it's very interesting that you said, uh, you know, when you're thinking, oh, they're just bad people, blah, blah. It says, and this is the one that I'm not sure about. It says, make an excuse for the offender. And I was like, uh, no. looking at that, I'm like, no. But then it says, and I'm paraphrasing, usually when somebody does something you're, to you, you're like, your mind is already going somewhere. Your mind is already thinking, well, they're this, they're this, and they're just doing this. They're trying to make me look bad. They're trying to blah, blah, blah. You're already making what, you know, bad excuses for them. So instead, find a way that you can you can maybe where, see where they're coming from or why they may have gotten there. You know, that's, of course, that's just a weird analogy when you get to, well, you know, that serial killer, he had a rough childhood. Right. So someone cut him off in traffic. Yeah. So this is a yeah, but no, it's it's kind of like, all right. But this this article is all about just bringing it down for you. It's just so you can get to the next place. So that's number two. And that's. Well, see, and on that one, like I actually have done that and I do that quite frequently, especially when I'm driving on the freeway and somebody not necessarily in my lane, but maybe a couple lanes over is just speeding like crazy and i'm like wow that person is a jerk like look at them driving like they oh and then i've done i actually have done this for years and i go maybe they're on the way to the hospital to deliver their baby i have said that for years somebody speeding might be on the way to the hospital and i all right well hang on just a second i want you to hold that thought because we're going to be back right after this and welcome back to Success Freaks 273, when people piss you off. And I, speaking of people getting cut off, I cut Kirsten off in the mid-story. Ready, go. Like I was saying, when people are speeding, I, <laughs> I've, I've said this to myself for years. I, I'm like, maybe they're on their way to the hospital. And I especially will love to look. And if it's a dude driving and there's a female in the car, I don't care if she doesn't look pregnant. I'm like, oh, they're on the way to the hospital. They're having a baby. They're having a baby. Or if someone's driving by themselves, like myself, like for instance, after I fell in the creek when I went hiking by myself and I had to drive myself two hours back to, you know, get home and then decide I went to urgent care and I'm driving myself. I did not speed, but maybe they had some sort of self-sustained injury whilst hiking that they must drive themselves to the hospital and speed to get there because they've impaled themselves on an unfortunate tree branch or something. I don't know, but (laughs) that helps me. But it really only really works for me when they're a lane or two away. They're not like speeding past me or like weaving in and out of traffic in my lane. If I'm in the far right lane and they're speeding through the carpool lane, ah, they're on their way to the hospital. That's, that's just what I've done. I've done that for a very long time. And that's funny that they use that as a coping mechanism because I never want to excuse the offender, um, especially in other situations. But traffic, for instance, is a very light one that we can reference but I don't, um, you know, if you're a jerk, you're a jerk, but maybe you're on the way to the hospital. So there's that. Yeah, that, that, that's quite possible. Now, how would you excuse, how would you use this excuse for your neighbor upstairs? Maybe she's practicing for river dance. <laughs> well, and I was thinking, yeah, maybe she's, you know, maybe she's trying out for Hamilton. I think she doesn't and, realize. you know, this is her one shot and she's, she's going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what you're trying to do is take yourself out of this, what what in the book, the tools they call uh, the maze. You get caught in the maze. It's basically you're, you're running over and over and over and over in your head uh, what this person has done to you. And then sometimes you're going to run through your head what you're going to do to them. And you just, you just can't get out of that. So your anger raises and raises or at least stays at a level that you are escalated. You're, you're constantly in that fight or flight mode and you're just like, oh, and, it's, and really... Are they getting affected by this? No. Right. You're getting affected. Your day is getting affected. Your day is getting ruined. Ruined 
or, or however it is. And, and in the book, the tools, they, they tell you a way to get out of, and I've tried this way, this method, uh, to get out of the maze, to unstick yourself from it so you can let go of that, and then you can deal with the issue. It doesn't say stick your head in the ground and never talk about this again, and they can get away with whatever. It's, look, here's how you get unstuck here so that you can see other ways of dealing with this thing because this ain't working. The only person you're really screwing up, the only person whose day you're ruining mm -hmm. is your own, and you want to be able to move beyond that. Yeah. I. I don't know if this is one of the next two on your list, but I, especially like with her, for instance, I don't think she's maliciously doing it to ruin my day. I think it's just how she is. She walks very heavy footed and she's just a stomper. That's just who she is. She's probably been that way forever. As you, <laughs> she's well, a I mean, stomper. If you, seriously, if you hear these floorboards, like they are not, that is not someone who has just been stomping heavily for since I've moved in. I mean, that's over a decade worth of beating her floor into submission. So, same thing with the other guy. Like, he took it out on me, but he was mad at the situation because he lost his parking spot that was closer to him. He moved, like, three spots away, by the way. Not a huge deal even at all. He really he really right. blew something out of, way, like, way out of proportion. But he was mad at the complex for moving him. And I understand that. He took it out on me, and it was, you know, to the point where police almost were involved. But sometimes, like, when you're just like, why does everybody around me, why is everyone a jerk? I'm like, well, and this is maybe part of that, you know, giving them an excuse. I'm like, what is the situation? Like, why? What are they mad at me? Like, did I offend them? Is she stomping on my floors because I play my music loud? I don't ever play music. So that's a no. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> is this me they're mad at? Or is it they don't know they're doing it? Or they're mad at the situation that I just happen to be in? Cool. So that's where right. I kind of try and remove myself so that I don't dwell on it, you know. So the next thing that they talk about is uh, remind yourself there's a silver lining somewhere. And that is, has helped my attitude with many things. Not, not just people pissing me off, but also with anything in life. It's like, look for the silver lining. You're going to find something. I don't, I'm not a, I, I, I don't think that every, everything happens for a reason. You know, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I'm like, eh, I think that everything can happen for a reason. You can add a reason to it. If you had some tragedy in your life, maybe you're the person to step up so that somebody else doesn't suffer that or you can help them through it or whatever. Uh, maybe it's, it's a teaching tool because you need to be, you need, you need this tool to be able to work in whatever you're going to be working in later on. So this catastrophe has helped you develop that tool. So, oh, when you get to that opportunity, you're like, oh, I know how to do this when the big, you know, game's on the line or whatever. So remind yourself that there's a silver lining, what, no matter what it may be. And then, you know, it's going to help you get to there, especially in that situation when, you know, afterwards, if you're, whether you're feeling guilt or you're feeling just still pissed off because these people have, you know, they've done this to you because they have control over your feelings. Not, that's not how it works. However, you, you're allowing them to control your feelings. So maybe this is happening so that, it's the universe's way of telling you, look, there's something you need to work on so that this doesn't happen because you have control over your feelings. Let's work on that. That is definitely the hardest for me, for sure. I think of Eeyore when you say silver lining. Every silver lining has a cloud. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's so sweet. Oh, he is. But um, yeah, that one's tough for me. Like when... They, ah, when you're going through something super hard and you're like, what's the positive or what can I learn? Where's the lesson? What's what can come out of this? And it's that's I, that's the hardest for me. That's something I still try to work on, but it's it's hard. All right. So this is an opportunity whenever, you know, stompy, stompy, stomping. Maybe she's maybe she's, you know, rehearsing for stomp. And that's what she's actually she's actually in that that, you know. The Arizona version. That, I don't think the level of 
pissing me off from the stomping is enough for me to be like, wow, what's the silver lining from this? I'm talking about like a bigger, like bigger events. <laughs> not, not my neighbor who stomps on her floor. Maybe that's, maybe that's your homework for the week. I give you homework and we never check on it. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But maybe it is, look for, for when it happens, look, okay, where's the silver lining? Oh, I'm so pissed off at Morgan. Her rhythm you know, is really that good. Is. Four, four time. That is amazing. Now, now, now. Gee, that's not a silver lining for her. What's the silver lining for you in this situation? Whether it is, you know, meeting somebody and I don't know. I'm sure there's something. I'm sure there's something. It's just practice you looking for a silver lining. You need to calm down. You need to calm down. All right, and the final thing that they talk about is move on. Just let it go. You know, step away from the situation. You don't have, especially when you're angry, especially when you're pissed off. While you're pissed off is not a great time to deal with somebody. While you're pissed off is not a great time to to admonish your child or a friend. Because then you're just, you're, you're, you're taken away from the situation. And, and in the Tortuga Twins, my group that I work with two other guys, things have been said when we're in, you know, we're trying to discuss something. We both have or all of us have a difference of opinion, all of a sudden somebody says something, and it's like, okay, this situation that we're dealing with now is no longer about this situation. It's now about the way you're treating us. So that needs to be addressed. So if you want to, that's not the time to correct somebody. It's not the time. I've always said one of my pet peeves, somebody asked me recently what a pet peeve one of them was, and I was like, being corrected in, in, in public. I'm not saying don't correct me, but take me aside. Do it quietly. I, I will listen to it. But if you make it, a, if you make it right then, then it's about that. It's no longer about whatever this thing is that I need to work on. So move on. Move on. Let it go. Come back to it later. Turn away and slam the door, you know? Turn away and slam the door. Yeah. I don't care what they're going to say. Let the storm rage on. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies That's hit the not floor. the song I was referencing, but, you, you know, good job. There's a silver lining Where to that. I'm slamming the door today. We'll talk about it tomorrow some way. Not today. <laughs> tomorrow, oh, okay, yep. Tomorrow. So there's a funny story about how you're done. No expeditions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to correct you in public. <laughs> Speaking of pet peeves, like if you yeah. ever say something like 7 a.m. in the morning, that's a pet peeve, and I will correct you in public. That's 7 a.m. in the morning. Pick one, 7 a.m. or 7 in the morning. It's not both. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, I'm a, um, I'm a grammar person. I'm a grammar person, when, especially letters. Or uh, that's what I thought you were going to do with uh, the exhibitions was to actually correct his grammar and go, this is actually... this is." Oh, if he hadn't come out and Sometimes. confronted me, I would have taken a red pen to it and left it there. <laughs> oh, for sheezy. Sometimes when somebody's ranting on Facebook, I almost want to go, you know, they're like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, actually, you, you misspelled this Because <laughs> you're going to make them even more mad. And then you're going to have to deal saying. with them trying to figure out their anger for when you piss them off. You could refer them to podcast episode 273. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're that guy. Well, never mind. I'll give you an expedition. <laughs> Let me know how that works out for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll try that. I'll try that. We'll see how that happens. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, we are going away and we'll be right back right after this. 
What happens when a self-help comedian and a social media manager both have a passion for podcasting and come together to support a common cause? A podcast is born. So what exactly is the Water Relief Podcast? Each week, BC Dodge and R. Mordant Mott from the Success Freaks Podcast sit down with staff members and volunteers to talk about IRUSA efforts in the United States and abroad. So how can you listen to the podcast? Download from IRUSA.org. You can also find it on Blueberry.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Subscribe and download the Water Relief podcast today welcome back to episode 273 when people piss you off and we've been talking ourselves down for the last three segments this is segment four and this is our level up section oddly enough we were giving you ideas on things you can already do when you're just like so verklempt because somebody has pissed you off what can you do heat of the moment but this is more of us discussing what 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 we like the best of it you know what's a great idea do you have any great ideas kirsten like I had said earlier, I think for me when I'm super like getting upset about somebody else being a jerk to me, traffic is a great example, cutting people in line. Like if you go to a theme park and people just sit there and like they pretend they don't know where the line starts and then they just try and weave like weave their way in. Ugh, like it just is so the fact that like people are just jerks to other people and we're all spinning on the same rock here folks that is what gets me the most irritated and it's hard especially you know with all this election stuff and everybody posting on Facebook like if you vote for this candidate you are an idiot and then the other party if you vote for this candidate then you are so stupid and it's just everybody being horrible to each other and I get that it's something we're all passionate about but I'm like I get so exhausted from just people being mean and 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 inconsiderate and I constantly am just trying to remove myself from from how I'm feeling because if I was a jerk or if I did something that were to that provoked that response that they didn't like that's something to evaluate but especially when it's just the random inconsiderateness that that's what makes me the craziest and I start just getting so mad at the world not just the situation but just humanity and it's just i have to oh i have to work on that personally and that's when i like i was saying i remove myself from the situation i'm like are they mad at me are they mad at the situation are they just that's who they are because you can't like i can't tell you the name of the the license plate of the person who cut me off in traffic two days ago i don't remember that like that's not something that's important but in the in the moment it is so you just i just have to get past the moment like i have to get past tell because you Blew them out of the water with your freaking laser beams. That'd be pretty sweet. (laughs) It's not working. This is my justice laser. I can only use it on real jerks. (laughs) Justice laser. I'd be the coolest superhero ever. I'd eat a lot of snacks, take a lot of naps, and laser beam jerks. (laughs) I I think that's a (laughs) supervillain. Oh, then I'd be that. That sounds good, too. Silver lining. Villains have cooler costumes. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. What about you? Uh, don't feed the narrative. I mean, we were talking about the the stuff online. Yeah, we had a, a discussion in my in my Mason Lodge about, hey, what do we do when when we have differences of opinions with with uh, brothers or or other people on Facebook? How do we deal with that as as you know as Masons, as guys who are supposed to be working on ourselves? And it was just, um, don't feed the narrative was one of the things that came up. Don't don't add to it 
be somebody else, you know, be the, the, you know, the voice for positive out there, be the voice for, for something, for kindness out there. You know, one of the things I have, I, I love politics. It's, it's just a passion play for me and I eat it with a spoon. But uh, lately I, I find that, that because I, you know, I do believe in law of attraction, what you're focusing on, you're growing. So a lot of times I'm focusing on the verklempt feelings that I'm getting and they're getting more and more and more. And then when I listen to other stuff, but you're much more of a positive nature, I have a better day. So I'm also, it's almost like I'm addicted to that emotional, you know, bent of being, of being verklempt like that and being irritated. And if I really want other things to start happening, positive things to start happening in my life, I'm going to have to feed that in my body. You know, that, that story of the, the, I don't know exactly. So I, I'm loath to jump into the story of the two wolves. One is, one is, uh, Anger, Being noble, and one is anger, and one is not. Right. One is the good, you know, the good guy. Well, which one? They're at war within you. Which one wins? It's the one that the you one feed. The one you feed. Yep. And the the same thing happens with, you know, with me and all this stuff. Well, what what kind of a day I'm going to have? Well, it depends on what I'm going to what I feed. Who are you on Facebook? Who are you when you're when you on all your friends are starting to launch into this nasty, volatile, rants about stuff? Do you add to it, or no, do you absolutely not. do you throw? Throw something in there. I can't. You know. I. You know. Or do you just walk away, yeah. step away? This is not. This is not what I want to surround myself with. Yeah. Same thing with uh. You know what's going on with people around you. You know, don't add to that narrative of your of having that kind of day when somebody. Oh, I need to get over. It's like, dude, get over. I got time. We're all good. It's like, all right. You know, practicing niceness. It's something that I do as well. And fortunately, I do that more now than I used to. So instead of being all nope nope nope, I'm gonna I'm gonna nose up a little bit so they can't get in. It's gonna be like you get in, okay. Now you get now zippering. I'm a big fan of zippering. It's like you go, I go, you go, I go, you go. So if if somebody gets, you know, I'm still working on that one. If somebody starts to cut me off after I've let somebody else in, it's like oh you. Yeah. And the silver lining here is that I get to not wreck your car. <laughs> <laughs> I get to sit here and go, yeah, well that's cool, you little blue Prius guy thing <laughs> yeah that's right yeah, i get to that's yell right. at you so don't don't do that in your day find a different find a different way of being it's it's up to you, you can't really control what other people are doing although on some level you can i found that kindness does help if you talk in a quieter voice when somebody's yelling at you sometimes i i practiced that with my dad as a teenager one time i was like i'm just gonna try it and he's like rah, rah, rah. And i'm like really da 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 and he just instantly lowered his voice and he was still mad and we still were in an altercation, but it was, it brought it down a bit, you know, I, and it's the calmness. It's not laughing. Don't smile. Don't laugh because that's just taken as aggression and you're making fun of them and that's not going to go well either. But if you can keep, remain calm and go, actually, I'm, and I have a, a buddy of mine who works at a, a game start, a game stop and uh, somebody was getting in his face and, and talking about stuff and he goes, hang on a second. I've been nothing but respectful to you. I've talked to you in a respectful manner. I say, sir, I do this. Please afford me the same respect and we can talk about this. And that brought them down. He wasn't aggressive with it. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't trying to, to control that situation, like hold them down with it, you know, but it was just a, hey, you realize I'm talking to you this way. I'm speaking to you respectfully. So let's let's work on this. So don't feed that. Don't feed into that narrative. Don't feed into the the anger and the whatever. You know, don't feed that knee jerky douche can. And that we can all be, you know, find another way, a better way of being, and have fun with it. Agreed. I agree with the don't escalate the situation if if that's not what you want to do. Some people though, that's I mean, if if 
you are somebody that reacts that way and and that's just what you've done like that's I mean that's just how you are like it's not I can't tell you to change that obviously nor would I try to but I don't I've never been somebody who wants to escalate a situation and so that talking calmer that totally works I definitely agree with that for sure yeah and you'd be amazed how much it works well and if it works on babies and like kids you'd be surprised how much it works on adults because it's the same kind of premise as when like a kid hurts themselves like they fall for instance and you know that they're looking to you to go should i cry like when they don't realize what it is and so if you're going oh 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 my goodness are you okay they're gonna start crying like oh my gosh i must be hurt but if you just look at them you're like hey uh did you did you want some milk or something like if you just act like it was nothing or just treat them as if like it wasn't as bad as it is then they look to you for the reaction and they react they respond accordingly and i think adults do the exact same thing (laughs) We're all toddlers, especially that guy that parked in my spot or wanted to. <laughs> That's my, you're in my spot. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I remember watching, uh, uh, it was, of course, you know, the my spot thing from Big Bang Theory, but there was an episode where, where they, oh, wait, was it them or was it somebody else? No, it was New Girl where they had gotten, somebody had gotten a parking spot and all of them wanted the spot. Yes. So fighting over it, wrestling over <laughs> yes. it. Yes. And uh, one guy actually starts driving into the spot pushing the other guy and it's just like you're running me over (laughs) he's like you're sitting in my spot Mm -hmm. so it's it's definitely a and i had actually said that to him like when he's sitting there screaming at me i i said this is over a parking spot do you like you are screaming at me over a parking spot and then walk 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 turn toddler (laughs) turn walk 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 it's just crazy. It's crazy the stuff people will get amped up over. I get it if it's something that's much more substantial, but a parking spot that is three spaces away from your new spot, calm down. It's just not worth getting amped up over. Not to me. Because I have so much other stuff I have to stress over, like river dance upstairs. And it's <laughs> I don't have time to stress over a parking spot. I just don't. Well, and it's sometimes there's, it's, we talked about in episode two sixty nine. We talked about our love tank being full, and 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 um, you know the love languages and how that when somebody is feeding your love language, it's, it's getting full. We get filled with other stuff throughout the day, like uh, things that irritate us. And then sometimes you're just the you may say some small thing, whatever. But you know what? You're the lucky winner. You yeah. get the explosion. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, was it that that uh, Wyatt Earp said? Um, Telling I'm coming and hell's coming with me. And it's just like, oh, what a great line. That should be in a movie. Oh, wait, it is now. Uh-huh. So said, it's just. When you said you're full of something all day and I was like, nachos? But then nachos. I realized we're talking about like people. I get it. All I day. It. I would love some nachos. I was <laughs> Very good. Very good. So, yeah, there, there, who knows what it was that actually was the tipping point that le- led them to blowing up in front of you. And you don't need to add to that. The same thing with them to you. We know whatever the tipping point was. There's some things I've, I've said to somebody. You know what? You're not mad at me. What are you really mad at? Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, we will be right back in just a moment. Welcome back to On Beyond Success Freaks. I'm Kirsten. That's Mordant. Sup? Oh, you didn't say yo as the typical. Yo. Yo, yo, whoa. Okay. Yeah, it is. Maybe yeah, it let's is. Stick, yeah, with, it is. stick with sup. That's fine. Sup. 
Okay, maybe we'll just find a new greeting. So <laughs> we were talking about when people piss you off. <laughs> speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, let's find a new greeting. Um, do you have anything you want to talk about? I do. Yeah, go for it. I do. Speaking of people pissing you off, uh, let's talk about Alexander Hamilton and the uh, the play uh, Hamilton. And him and his fight with Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Uh, I just started. A friend of mine gave me the um, the music to it, and and when I got it, I'm playing it in my my vehicle, and for some reason it's playing out of order. I'm like, oh, it's okay, yeah, it's alright. And then I figured out how to play it in order, and I'm just like, oh, this is really good. And you know, just that whole welling up and and getting emotional, and and then she told me about how there's a PBS special called Hamilton's America, and mm-hmm. it. It goes into um, some of the history of Alexander Hamilton, some of the history of the show Hamilton, because he started recording stuff before the show was put out, um, like a year before, before they even started rehearsals. And it, one of the things that they show in it is that he had written, it took it took him like six or seven years to write the play. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, there's however many songs that took him that long. Like he'd do like one or two songs a year. <laughs> so... So he had gotten the first song out, and they were invited because he was doing a show. Oh, I can't remember what it is. Uh, Washington Heights, I think, is the name of the show, or it's a show about a play about a musical about Washington Heights. Mm-hmm. And um, he was supposed to do a song from that. Maybe that's not it, but that, that's where it's about. And it may not be the name of the show. He's supposed to do a song for that, and he asked, "Can I do? I'm actually working on this other thing, uh, uh, you know, a rap about Alexander Hamilton. Can I do it?" And so the first time he ever really performed it in public was at the White House for you know the President of the United States and it just and somebody recorded it and it you know brought down the house they were amazed with it uh, Jimmy Fallon went uh, the people from his from the band for the Jimmy for the you know the night show the roots the roots they were there they're about to come out with a, a uh, tribute album where different people are singing some of the members of the roots are singing it uh, maybe even the whole the whole band. Um, it's just, and I watched the episode last night and I'm like, well, here's this play that there's, there's, you can't see the whole thing because it's, it, nothing's been put out for it. You can't go see it really because it's so hard to get tickets. Although it's, it's now in Chicago, it's moved to Chicago as well. And I hear it's coming to Charlotte <laughs> Good luck. cross, crossing the finger, holding the breath on that one. Um, and it's just amazing. Who, who, who care? I love history. But it really brings a personal note to to the um, to what happened back then, and it's over many years, and it's and it's bringing it, it's so clever with everything. There's a lot of nuances, a lot of tongue in cheek stuff. If you know what to look for, one of um, one of the songs, one of the big songs is uh, "I'm Not Gonna Lose My Shot," and the whole time they're doing shots and they're singing about you know I'm not gonna lose my shot for for you know, becoming greater than what I am right now and the fact that he was killed with you know a shot um you know in a duel a lot of stuff like that it's just amazing and and even the the nuances of uh there's one where Thomas Jefferson has, has been away and he comes back and everybody's doing rap and everything and he does this kind of jazz song uh, as if to say he's so behind the times he doesn't know what's going on with the rest of America mm-hmm. you know and and King George does this Beatles S song so there's little nuances with this and I really, really loved it. And this is on beyond success reach. We can talk about anything we want. And anything. The, the fact that, the, and this is, I just wanted an excuse to talk about it, but 
talk about at every stage of his life after meeting Hamilton, Aaron Burr was, they, they both came up together. They both were politically getting stronger. They were both were, their lives were kind of, they both became lawyers, both did. But at every point where Aaron Burr had a chance to, to be somebody greater, uh, it was Alexander Hamilton that, that thwarted that. Uh, it's just, and it's all because he started writing this, um, Lynn manuel Miranda started writing this because on vacation he he read a book that was about Alexander Hamilton as as, as he's reading it and now it's a you know they talk about it in the in the documentary it's on sale if you want to buy it from from the the Hamilton you know anywhere you're getting the memorabilia but uh, he was just reading on vacation he's like as he's reading he's like this is a hip hop story these guys you know i see this person with this person this person with this person that's one of the interesting things about the play too he he integrated blacks and whites you know together so it's like washington is played by uh, a black guy and and uh, jefferson is played by and i think lafayette i heard that lafayette and jefferson is the same the same guy so it's really very very out there and yet it's telling it's bringing a story up um of history and letting us who it, now we're able to look at it and listen to it and go, wow, this is pertinent now. And I, I care about this story. It's true. I, <laughs> did you see him on SNL? Yes. I only, well, I only saw the, uh, the opener, which was amazing. Yeah. The opener was, that's what I was going to talk about. Cause it's the same song, but he like customized it to be relevant to what's going on right now and current events and stuff. Yes. So I loved it. It was a great opener. Yeah, I agree. There's there's also um, Emma Watson, uh, Hermione from from uh, Harry Potter. Who has, uh, has to clarify a, who Emma Watson is? Uh, some people don't know. Some people they're not Harry Potter fans, yo. Not right. everybody's gifted like that, like we are. Mm-hmm. She has a talk show now. Well, she also does a lot of, of women's rights things throughout the world and talks to mm-hmm. the UN on a regular basis. <laughs> so yeah, she's gone beyond and, and, and stepped it up. But she has a talk show now and, and was interviewing him. And, there's, and he talks a lot about what he, his writing process and who he was thinking of and what led to doing certain things in that interview. I, I recommend, there's like, it's broken down on YouTube. I, I'm sure you can see the whole thing, but it's broken down into three segments. I've seen like the first segment. Brilliant stuff. If you, if you like writing or anything like that. Uh, or or this show, check it out. So, speaking of Emma Watson and Harry Potter, remember my story about how I went to Harry Potter World in California and I got selected for the wand ceremony. I do, I do. Okay. What have I given was you that? the follow up? Ah, uh, no, no. Well, actually, went... this is this is now. Let me interrupt. This is a story in three parts because I listened to an early episode of ours and you were talking about going to. You had not gone yet, and then we get right. this one, and now we have this one. Go. Yes. So, um, I talked about how. I went to Harry Potter World and I didn't know that there was this little room for Ollivanders. It was this little secret line and I didn't know what it was. And then I just kind of got swept into it at the end of the night as I was leaving. And then in a room full of kids with their Harry Potter robes and their parents with big fat wallets, the guy picked me to be the person who the wand fitting ceremony was about. And I he picked like three different wands and then the third wand was the one that chose me. And everybody, Mordant especially got super upset with me that I didn't pay the 50 something dollars to buy the wand. So I looked online. I went to the Universal website because anything you can buy in the park, pretty much you can buy online. I think there's some stuff from Honeydukes you can't buy online. And I look and I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, it was an interactive wand and it was Ivy with a dragon heartstring. 
Oh, <laughs> well, let me just tell you, there's only six wands to choose from. So it was the one of six that I was matched to. Not like one out of a hundred, because they have tons and tons of character wands. No, no, it was one of six. So that's not that special. And then a girl I follow on Snapchat, uh, she went into Ollivander's two days ago, and she was Snapchatting as the guy picked the ivy wand with the dragon heartstring, and the person has it magically, it, it matches to them. And I'm like, oh, you don't say. So one of six wands matches and what are the odds that this person that happens to be on my Snapchat got matched to the exact same wand? One of six. So I guess the odds would be one in six, wouldn't it? Ugh. So are you, are, you, are you saying that, that it's... I'm not buying it. It's not magical anymore for you? You've no. seen behind the curtain. And you should not give me a hard time for not buying the wand anymore because it was a not... I will tell you this. Super I went unique on, choice. I went online to see if I could find one that matched the one that I got from Pottermore. To see if, and I don't think I did. I, I have to, you know, I was looking at it going, oh, maybe I should have that on. Maybe I should spend that money, you know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, they have a million different character wands. Um, they have almost every single character wand from the movie. So obviously like Harry, Hermione, and Ron, and then like Draco and Neville. But even like small characters, like, I mean, Cho Chang, she's not like a super huge character. But even just like small ones, um narcissa malfoy there's just, it's, they have so many professor slughorn there's all the wands but the interactive ones that they had to choose that are not assigned to a character there's six so nice there's that well thank you for putting uh, uh putting a topper on the end of that that three-part story uh, it's been a joy to be able to finally see the end of that and the fact that it this is not a this is not a comedy it is a tragedy for you because the no 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 there the, is not a santa claus <laughs> no the Virginia. magic the magic was there and i felt like i had lost it and then i saw behind the curtain and went <gasps> it was not it was not the great and powerful rowling <laughs> but i still have butterbeer fudge left over so okay that's fun so all is well in the world for now, All right, until I finish it. Do you have anything else? Nope. All right, ladies what and gentlemen. What about you? I know I've got nothing. We have we have spake all I, all I wish to speak. We spake all of our spoken. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Success Freaks. We had so much fun, and now I feel a little less pissed off at the world. Do you? I do. I do. Mm, Life is good. good, and in my world, there is magic in it. I'll send you a bill in the mail. As always, this is Mordant. And this is the I'm not a toddler, no exhibitions, Kirsten. <laughs> Ciao, success freaks. Boom, baby. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.